Welcome to Run Chat. This is John, Billy, and Brian. We're, we're new, brand new episode. We're excited, and we before we get started, we're going to yeah. That's how we start things here. We wow, are that's going so much better than expected. So, that Brian, just before like we're, fake, even though I saw it happen and it was real, that sounded like a fake noise. So we are. I'm um, going to try uh, a thing here where we're going to maybe be drinking a different product beverage. Ideally, until one of them sponsors us. Yes, so we're just maybe forced marketing. Uh, but how about uh, Brian? Tell us about what we are drinking to start off this episode. Well, uh, Stone Brewing Company in San Diego uh, has a line of beers called Enjoy By because they're freshest by this date, and so they have a date on the bottle to drink them by. This one twists the whole formula. This is an enjoy after. So I bought this beer almost a year ago, and it says, hold it in the cabinet. Hold. Hold. hold it. Stand by. Wait wait for it to age a little bit. And so you weren't supposed to open it until 4-20-2017. It's now after 4-20-2017. Is that better, or is it just the neutral... So it's supposed to age it, give it a little more flavor. It's a Brett IPA. So we waited a whole 13 days uh, beyond <laughs> so, the date. I mean, I don't think the Make, extra 13 days did a lot. You don't think the enjoy after 420 was like a double entendre telling you to like uh, smoke pot and then... Wait, why would beer? that... Why would you smoke pot? I don't understand. Such a square, Brian. Such a square. Four. Why? Because after? Enjoy? Well, I don't understand where you're going with this. All right, we're going to taste know. this. Let's, 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 let's cheers. Uh, I, I can't. There's mine's all head. To our X X X episode. X oh, next episode. X X X. Well, that's another whole chapter. Wait, are we doing Roman numerals? Wait, now? is this the thirtieth episode? I don't think I it is. We're going for the, the Amsterdam. You know, kind of. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I, I get it. That. Well, you just came from yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you, you went there Amsterdam. after you ran the Paris Marathon. How was the Paris Marathon? Uh, it was great for 18 miles, and then I walked for about eight miles. So and you still less... finished in like two hours and 45 minutes. No, a little bit, a little bit north of that. But uh, I actually was really going there for vacation, and it was my one year anniversary ish. Congratulations! So, uh, thank you. And you tricked your wife into spending your anniversary trip running a marathon too. Right? Yeah, I also signed her up, but she was like really happy about it. when I said, "Hey, how about Paris?" We got back from our honeymoon last year. Uh, she had she went right back to work. I took an extra day off. <laughs> um, now I took all the days off. But um, and I said, everyone, this is when like the deadline for the Paris Marathon was happening. And like, on Facebook, every five minutes, someone was like, "I'm in, I'm in." Mm. So it, was, it wasn't like a lottery thing. It was just if you signed up, you got in. So I was like, "Hey, that could be fun." A year from now, Paris. So I, I texted Caitlin and I said, "Hey, um, Paris Marathon, one year anniversary." And she goes, "Sure." And then like five minutes later, she gets an email saying. Dear Caitlin, welcome to the Paris Marathon. <laughs> and she texts me, I didn't realize you meant that I would be running the Paris Marathon. Uh, so yeah, we both ran. At the New York City Marathon, when we ran together for half of it, she didn't seem as enthused about having to do this all over again in Paris. But she seemed like she had a fun time. Yeah, I mean, it was really nothing more, else like, more, going to Paris. more 10 days in Europe, vacation, uh, wine and cheese and canals and the history and actually hung out with John Massey or little, fro- oh, little, our little throwback Massey. callback there. And, and you uh, organized a sunrise six for a November project in Paris. Right? It was actually it was surprisingly like uh, I don't it sounds bad but a highlight of the trip. I it was something where it looked a lot of fun. The highlight of your anniversary trip. No 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 no. It was one of the highlights, but more unexpected because I was. All right, I've led a bunch of November Project workouts. I picked up some tips from your wife in the courtroom. So yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, really, John? Is that what you're saying there? 
But I, it was more like a, an afterthought. Like, yeah, we knew a lot of people would be there. We would do like a, a, a Sunrise 6K. We would call it the shakeout because people would run the marathon the next day. Mm-hmm. Brian Shaw was able to help me and help each other design a kind of a special tag. We had some folks from Amsterdam there. We had about 12 people from Harlem, Harlem, Harlem neighbor, neighboring group, excuse me, here in, in New York City. Mm-hmm. So it was great to have them there. And um, – yeah, it was great, but I was one of these things where the alarm went off and it was you know five thirty, and I was like, "Why did we do this at this time?" Oh, especially wow. because because uh, that's when sunrise. You're like super yeah. jet lagged, yeah. too. But I think it worked out well because the next day we had to do the same thing for the race. But um, I didn't realize. What are you doing for your uh, two year anniversary? Well, we'll see. But it was actually nice. There was actually no other people out, so we felt like oh, we owned yeah. the city. That's and nice. Caitlin, who was um, probably you know. Not as excited as me to do this. <laughs> um, actually, really enjoyed it because we actually were at the Louvre the night, the night before. It was really nice. But to go there in the morning where literally no one else was there. Mm. Literally, there was a sunrise because of the time. We had great pictures. It was actually seasonably warm. We didn't like that. And, and on the day of it, it, it was part of the, the, uh, co- the compromise and the conditions. there by the Louvre. Definitely cobblestones. There was water only every 5K. And they only had their version of Gatorade once, which was mile 20. So that was the thing that was, uh, again, luckily I wasn't racing, racing, but it definitely, I think, affected the race where we're so used to having water every mile, Gatorade every mile at, you know, Chicago, New York. Uh, and so that was something that was, I think, probably a little problematic. But again, everyone was in the same boat. Was and there a version of Gatorade Rosé? I've heard it was wine finished, but I think it was actually wine at the finish. But I feel like they, they it was so hot that they might have maybe ah. just called that off because I didn't see any down on that. I know. I was looking for that because I needed some help to numb the pain there yeah. but. and the strange thing is people a lot i spoke to a lot of people who went and i heard these stories about how kind of ill-equipped it was it's such a big marathon that you'd think i mean there were a lot of runners there yeah you think 000. it'd be a little bit more yeah, isn't paris one of the world organized. marathon majors it is not it's actually the, but it's the only marathon i've run that's not a world ma- world really? marathon major. Ah. And, the, um, and the wanda group that just in china just kind of joined the Abbott world major so i don't know what that means about what race oh. they're going to bring into the fold but now mm. there's six races with tokyo being the sixth city which is now the only world major i haven't done and oh. now i'm thinking there's going to be another marathon that, that I have to oh do. well you got to do it you got to get that big medal with all six so that's i really want to run those marathons just to get that giant composite medal that is the coolest hey whatever whatever it's like works. the voltron of marathon medals yeah you, it should turn into like a transformer but um, you did remind me. Uh, do you guys know my favorite French apparel company? Uh, Oisel. Uh, no. Oisel. I, I wish they they seem very cool. That's a because Oisel. 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 Oil on the oil on the clothing. No, my favorite is Louvre Louvre Lemon. Ooh, ooh yeah. that's good. Thank you. Wow. I was holding on to that. You kept talking, and I was holding on to that. Shut up, John. My, my, John, I my, got my John, favorite I got is Weebach. I get it. That's good. That's good. I do have a funny story because what I was talking about wasn't so funny, I guess. But um, not, no, to, I, not, I not to oversell this, but I don't even remember when I signed up back in the day. I came back from my honeymoon. Um, I guess there was a space that you could put a, your first name, last name, nickname on something. Oh, okay. So when I got my bib, I pulled it out, and I guess I put coach. And I'm like, did I sign up for like a coach bus? <laughs> I, I, was, I was confused. And then Caitlin got her bib, and it said Nolan. So I was like, oh, I guess I must have put – you know, because that's AD Nolan and right, a job. Yeah, everybody calls goes, her Nolan. So, and, so that was so my like, God. Oh, I guess I must have put coach. Okay, great. You have to be really careful what you put on your bib as far as naming, whether it's something you print or you write or you iron on, because 
at the end of the race, we're not feeling so good. Yeah, you want that encouragement, so people like that. But sometimes it backfires because when I was running, like why are you locking, Coach? Ex- ex- well, exactly. So I'm running, and, and, and <laughs> after the race, I talked to Caitlin, and she said she loved it because everyone was like, "Ale Nolan, Ale Nolan," as a biscuit, like, "Let's go, Nolan." Yeah. Uh, good translator there. So when I was running, I would hear also other people had names. So it was like. Ale Billy, Ale, you know Brian. Ale Guillaume, and it was like all of a sudden people were, like they would see me and they were and this is at the end when I was like, doing so well like Ale Coach and now they just said Coach because they read it they didn't know what it was if it was a name or not but then mm-hmm. it registered so it was like Ale Coach Ale Coach Coach <laughs> Coach <laughs> Coach come on Coach 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 what is wrong with you oh, but anyway, but Ale Coach Ale Coach 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 it was like, very disappointing. Uh, I've had that happen in New York City, just got, having my name on my shirt. Usually, like, you hit the wall around, like, mile 22, and uh, I'd be walking a little bit. And somebody would be like, come on, Billy, start running again. <laughs> like, F you. Yeah. I've already done this for 22 miles. Yeah, so I, I, my, All you did was stand there and drink beer. My common answer was, like, I'm better at coaching than the running part. <laughs> and then, uh, but then, Wait, you stopped yeah. to have a conversation? No, I was walking, so <laughs> I, 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 I... Excuse uh, me, sir. I was like, you know, yeah, I was... Uh, but that was um, be careful what you put on your um, chest or bib yeah. or, or person. Yeah, I, I, I put poon. And then, and then, uh, yeah, that's it, yeah, that could that could work. But yeah, yeah. careful. So if Paris wasn't your best race. It was no, but nice I, and I, hot, I, but I you enjoyed the experience. I was just there for vacation. And it was but great we got to be there. some good races coming up. We yeah, do. We have the Brooklyn Half coming up. May twentieth. Oh, my favorite half marathon. Really? My, this is definitely my favorite half. This will marathon. be my fortieth half marathon. I've run Brooklyn a number of times since two thousand nine. And uh what number of times? I'm not sure. I know there were a couple that I didn't get into because um like Brooklyn didn't always sell out immediately. Yeah. And then it, there was like one year. I think it was 2011, maybe, where it sold out in like three days, and I was like, I didn't even know it was on sale yet. Right, what right. the heck? Because it was before New York Roadrunners like promoted it as an event, right? But it was after it started challenge. becoming like a desirable thing, yeah. and uh, so it sold out super quickly. And I was like, uh, New York Roadrunners, <laughs> this race is sold out. And you never like told people it was on sale, right? Uh, Next couple of years, we signed up as fast as possible. And it, you know, took a couple of days to sell out. Right now, it sells out like, instantly. Two years ago, it was like fifty-two minutes, and this year it might have been thirty yeah. something. Yeah, last year it was fifty-two minutes, and this year it was twenty-six. Wow! So that means next year thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For that six and a half, which should be great because it's a thirteen-point-one mile race. Oh, that is ah, I get it. So, yeah. but uh, it actually is a popular race. Last year or two, it was about twenty-eight thousand finishers, which makes it in the United States the largest half marathon in the U.S. Yeah, and. And well, this, I would say it's the same size. It's thirteen point one miles. True, it's the that's, same that's size. True. It's, half tie, it's a, it's as a all big the tie. All the half marathons. Yeah, um, it's a tie for the distance. True. There is actually, uh, if anyone's interested in running an ultra marathon, which is classified as anything longer than a twenty-six point two mile marathon, I think there's a twenty-seven mile race that bills itself as the shortest ultra marathon. So, if anyone wants to break that tie and sort of go all out. Look up that one. Maybe we should do our own twenty six point five, which you probably end up doing with your the, the non. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it. I've run a twenty six point five mile marathon. Yeah. So yeah, um, Brooklyn is a is a popular in this neck of the woods, and um, it's a, you know it's a, it's great because it's it's actually very similar to the NYC half. Right. Um, the hills are early, the park is early, and then there's a long stretch of um, 
running on highway, which is like the West Side Highway. Is just I used Ocean to Parkway. commute to work on Ocean Parkway, so I it's much slower to run down it than to drive down it. I it is. Say. But it does lend for itself for a fast course. If it's obviously hot, you're kind of exposed on the Ocean Parkway. But um, yeah, people, you get the Prospect Park Hill out of the way a couple miles mile in. Mile seven, and you have a straight shot. It's not flat, but there's more of a bounce than you realize driving. And but, it's kind of like the NYC half where you have like literally get through the tunnel and it's like you finish. It. You're, yeah. you're not spending much time on the boardwalk, which is right. a pretty cool place to finish. Yeah. Nice to have some more real estate there. But um, on the, that's running it. on the boardwalk is kind of hard, though. So yeah, I'm, but I don't you're, on, you're only on it for like 300 yeah. meters. So yeah. I'm not saying I need. I'm 10, not saying I'd like a mile on. Right, but I w- yeah, I wouldn't say more. running on the boardwalk is hard. I, I would say though that it's dangerous. I've seen so many people over the years just like faceplant on there. So my strategy for running on the boardwalk is to aim for the nails in the boardwalk because um, I find that the the middle section of each plank seems to have a little too much give, and that's where people seem to. Uh, losing their footing. But if you yeah. aim for the nails, that's the most stable and then, part. Did of you it. find that the spectators are like, come on, Billy, nail this last bit? Or, <laughs> yeah. or no? Or and they should. Or like, I, you ran so hard, you're tough as nails, or any of that stuff, or no? Yes, yes. Every spectator. See, um, lots of nail puns on the boardwalk. Um, my strategy is to run under the boardwalk. We, don't, under the board. You but really shouldn't go off the course. You can get disqualified yeah, for that. Yeah. So. Well, after the finish line, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, going back to Prospect Park. Are we, it seems like we're on Facebook Live or something yes, like this. Yes, we are on Facebook Live right now. But if you're listening to this as a podcast, we were on Facebook Live a True. long time ago. We might get some questions or comments we might allude to. So if you're uh, listening to this after the fact, uh, it just hopefully complements the show and uh, enriches your lives further than currently. So embrace it. Yeah. Um, so going back to the Prospect Park Hills. I find that hill in Prospect Park to be awful. Like it's, I feel like it's a six mile hill, and even though it's only like three point four miles it, around, it plateaus and then it goes up again. And you're like, you think you've crested the hill, and you're like, Ugh. do you mean Battle Pass Hill? Is that what it's called? Is that what? Yeah, it's I learned that. Any from history the, there? Uh, I learned that from the New York Roadrunners uh, Facebook Live chats that they do. I thought you were going to. Great idea, Coach that's, Steve that's, and Coach. So good Stu. to do those. I I feel like someone probably planted that idea in the heads of someone they should keep doing it it's, it's, it's a brilliant idea we're yeah. kind of tr- we're kind of doing it now with the Facebook I think that was a, a Peter yeah. Chacha thing right probably he's brilliant uh, but Battle Pass Hill there's a plaque on a rock I don't recommend stopping during the race to read it but I'm sure if you ever do it's probably interesting but that hill is about 0.3 miles up and the number one hint I got from Coach Miles from November Project is Coach Miles, Coach Cap- Miles, Captain, Captain Miles, Miles. But, but, Captain Miles. There's he only there's only one bit. coach, and he's right. and he's sitting next to us. All right, I'll edit that out. It, uh, from it Captain on, Miles, it was on his Parisian bib. Allez, coach, allez, coach, coach, coach. Um, actually, that was my first race actually running as a November Project member. So the that was Paris last Marathon, year. the November, uh, the Brooklyn Marathon. Uh, I get off the Brooklyn so quickly. Half Marathon. Um, and one of the tips from Captain Miles was Captain. run all the way over the hill because I've run up that hill so many times, but it feels like you're done. But then there's that plateau you mentioned. It keeps going. So you really just – if you're running that race, you're not up the hill until you start going downhill. I have to admit that I was doing course strategy a couple of years ago, and I had never run the, the course. Right. And I'm like, Stuart or someone else said, oh, it's a half-mile hill. 
Now, where the NYR group training meets and where we've met a couple times to do Center Drive. Uh, yeah. Center Drive Track, track Club. Club. Um, Is that it, what that stands for? It, yeah. yeah. CD, yeah. yeah. Hashtag yeah. CDTC. Oh, I was like, CRTC. I just thought that. Go on Instagram, look up hashtag CDTC. So the Center Drive Track Club. and like um, the Center for Disease Control. I feel like it's club, almost right? 1,200 meters to close to a mile of, of, of a slight hill prior to that part. It obviously gets more um, of a steeper hill. But I feel like it's a mile and a half of, of incline. And most of that's subtle because I ran it the, that one year. And after I was doing all this course strategy, I felt so bad because I'm like, this is definitely not a half-mile hill. That piece maybe be, and then it's also the what you guys are talking about. That's where funny. I don't think of the you, you're like saying it, the lead up to the hill. I feel like because once you, I don't ent- think of that part as once a hill you enter all. the park, it's slightly uphill. Okay, when you enter the park, there's definitely an uphill, and but you the, feel well, that. How much space or how much distance between when you enter the park to where the, it's um, it's probably at least twelve hundred meters. It's about a mile from where you enter to Center Drive, right? So and then it's probably about three hundred meters to the start of the hill. And then it's point three to the crosswalk, which is where I always stop. Right. But it really goes another 100 meters or so. So when I was saying, hey, half mile hill, you're fine, it really was like almost two miles of, again, subtle. Yeah. It's not But the terrible. hill itself, it's probably, early, about, but the, hill the itself steep, the, probably about point four. And you're right. It does, it, it does kind of steepness. It comes to an end, and then it actually you go down a little bit of a downhill. And then it kind of you hit one more time. But yeah. basically by four and there's miles. There's a couple rolling hills after that. By four miles, you're pretty much flattened downhill. Yeah. Um, then you pop on at mile seven. Um, it's actually kind of cool to go around Grand Army Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's Although, I don't want to skip that part. If it, like, I'm way, all three of us are in wave one. And uh, the problem with the Grand Army Plaza part is that you get the wave two people who are getting there a little late. Yeah. And they're like, ah, crap. The only way is to go through the course. Oh, they get and, off the subway at Grand Army Plaza. Yeah. And, are, and I yeah. feel like I have, like, I like, I'm on the verge of like stiff arming people as they're trying to like cross past me while I'm running through. Yeah. We don't like that. Do you have a question by the way? I'm just over comment. I don't know. Uh, we do have a question from, from Scott Goldstein. He is coming fresh off the Boston marathon. Scott and- Goldstein is really the reason we're here. Scott Goldstein is the reason Billy and I started November Project. Started coming to November Project. Wow, we didn't, you guys we didn't are the founders. Wow, Project. I didn't see you in the book. That's like <laughs> it, yeah. it, this we is, like to keep it yeah. low down. Low yeah, pro we, profile. Part, part of part of the deal for the book is that we give full credit to Bergen and Boyan. Fair, yeah, yeah. But uh, Scott Goldstein inspired us to start November Project. Uh, it the was public a, face of the of the brand, though, is Bergen and Boyan. It was only like two and a half years after he suggested it that I actually showed up. So. Hey, uh, persistence. Uh, congratulations, Scott, yeah. for keeping at it. What's because... Scott have to say today? So Scott, is, uh, he ran the Boston Marathon. Uh, he actually day. was a, a late entry into it. I think he, he found out he'd be running it less than a month before the marathon um, kicked off. And uh, But he ran that race, and now he's also running Brooklyn. And he wants to know how one trains going from uh, training for the Boston Marathon to now segueing into training for Brooklyn. Well, luckily, uh, if he trained, I mean, obviously, he looks like his training for Boston wasn't ideal. If it was five weeks, I'm not sure what he did prior to that. But he was basically training for the marathon. He runs even a lot. though he wasn't in, okay, in so the race. Like he was so doing 20 miles, multiple. 20 just want to give our listeners that that kind of little yeah. background. He it was fully trained for the Boston Marathon, and so that's that's important. So. Um, he should be in a couple, you know, it's only two weeks ago, so he should be in his rest pattern of just recouping, 
some of his legs and resting and, not, and, and enjoying not having a schedule and not being too focused. Uh, he should have some strength and some volume. Key long run. So a 13-mile race is a lot easier than 26. Uh, so as long as he hopefully gave himself some time to recover, uh, now's the time two weeks out where you could start maybe doing some light workouts that aren't too – you're not like not hitting a nine or a ten out of ten on the effort level, but maybe six or seven, where you're starting to get your heart rate up. Um, it's really just a little bit of maintenance. So there's the recovery phase, some maintenance. You probably want to get a long run in, but your long run is probably could be ten or twelve. It could be fourteen or fifteen. Um, but it, I think the work is in. It's more just navigating through some key workouts once the recovery process, which is different for everyone. But I would say between now and the next week or so, he probably has a chance to. Um, run some key workouts, some longer tempos, but it's it, it can be a pretty easy transition if he's healthy uh, and he he did a nice job of prepping for the fake race he was going to run until he actually got into Boston. I, I, okay, real coach John time. Have you actually ever trained for a half marathon? Um, I have really because I've never trained for a half marathon. Well, this like is, every half marathon I did, even like the first seven half marathons marathon I did, training. were just lead ups to the New York City marathon. Yeah, I guess you're right. I haven't really trained for a. I've, but, but when typically you'll do a half marathon three or four weeks out from the marathon, and you're pretty fit, right? And granted, you're tired because that's your peak mileage weeks. Um, I've run some. I've raced some half marathons. So you're right. It, the half marathon's never been the focus. I've either focused on the 800 or the 1500, or the one year in 2010, my first marathon I ran. Um, I focused on that. So, so you're like 800, 1500, and 42,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I actually haven't, I guess, officially to your point, trained for half. Yeah. Actually, Billy. So you've only the only marathon you've done is the New York City marathon. Right? No, I've also done Disney. I did ah, the Goofy right. Challenge at Disney, where you okay. do the half marathon on Saturday. And but the full so on is that terrible? It's awful. Okay, yeah, because it, it is the that. worst. I don't recommend it at all. That's right. It's, but it's, the Brooklyn... sponsored by Disney. We yeah. love this uh, Duke Goofy, Goofy Challenge. But the Brooklyn half is <laughs> the Doofy Challenge is even worse. Like I don't even understand the point. Yeah, but the Brooklyn half is several months after that one, and many months before NYC. So you've never. Did specific training for it? No, because I... Because it's... I mean, it's before your New York plan might start. That's true. Um, I... Well, my first race was a 10K. And when I raced that... When I ran that 10K, I was already doing more than six miles a day... Sure. ...on the treadmill at the gym. So I was like, oh, I know I can do a 10K. I do six miles on a regular basis. Um, I never trained for a half marathon just because it just became just became stepping stone distance. When I signed up for my first half marathon, it was the Fred LeBeau Marathon. Uh, well, back then it was just the Manhattan Half Marathon in January. And no I was fancy like, painter hat. Yeah, no fancy painter hat, no medal, just a uh, cotton long sleeve t shirt with the borough of Manhattan on People it. People pissed, no medal. People weren't very happy about no medal. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and it just became like, ooh, I'm going to do a half marathon. And I've done 39 now. I'm on the verge of 40. I've never <coughs> bragging, <coughs> humble brag. I've never done. Not so humble. I've never, I've never trained for. I've just like run it. That's a humble. How brag. about for the you train for the year of 40th? You're doing that in a career? No, definitely not. Okay, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Why, why, why change it? Which, working? Just because, like, I'm, I, I just run, you know, and. Uh, 
It's like Forrest. Well, there's a there's a, a line from a How I Met Your Mother episode where Marshall's running, was supposed to run the marathon, and Neil Patrick Harris's character Barney is like, "Wait, you're training for a marathon? You don't just you don't right. train for a marathon. You just run it. You know, step one, start running. Step two, there's no step two. Right. And I feel like that's the case for the half marathon. It's a challenging distance, which is what I love about it. But at the end of the day. Uh, you can go to brunch. Like I, I can't. I don't understand getting anxiety over the half marathon distance if you if you can comfortably run a 10k. Yeah, I mean you can fake a half marathon. You can't fake a marathon. Right. But breaking news! Uh, congratulations. This is our most commented on live video. Which is yes. one one comment or were there more? Well, one of them was mine. <laughs> uh, congratulations. So anyway, um, well, I mean. I guess I don't know how you feel about yourself, Billy. And this is in speaking only for me. Uh, sure. John, you're obviously, before you started running marathons, and wh- how old were you when you ran your first marathon? 35. All right. So you had had a career as a, would you say middle distance runner, or is that still short distance? Uh, middle distance is right. the proper term. And What's short distance? If, if, if 800 like meters is, and 200s? It's like there's almost like long sprint, really. Is long yeah, yeah. distance like anything over a mile? Yes. Okay. 3K, oh, 5. Well, in college, you, the most you could run indoors is 3,000, 5,000, which is basically th- almost two miles and, you know, 5K. And then outdoors, it's 5,000 and 10,000. There's no marathon. There's no half marathon in college athletics. Um, you can obviously go run one, but it's not like an official NCAA sanctioned event. Yet. Yet. So um, so that's like lo- over distance, right. long so distance Billy- in that collegiate kind of sense but as compared to me you run fast and furious i mean you ran seven now he does but only very recently did he run fast and furious um sometimes i run too fast too furious oh yeah do you ever drift oh yes i i find anywhere or is there a specific place you prefer to drift i i'm a big fan of the tokyo style of drifting all right um it's it Running tangents is a great course strategy when you're running races, but Tokyo drifting, I think, is is the number two best course strategy. So when you first ran a half marathon, when I first ran a half marathon, I was like, this is super far. I'm super slow. I can't do this. Did you have that feeling, or was it just like, yeah, I'll just run a little further? My main feeling when I was running my first half marathon was, oh, maybe I shouldn't have worn shorts and a, and a short sleeve T-shirt today. It is really cold in January in Central Park. But the distance wasn't ever like... Wow, I I hope I can keep it up. No, I, yeah, I I was pretty confident. I like I I was like, oh, and and that's kind of like where this math came from. And then. I assume it sounds like you didn't walk at all during your first half marathon. Uh, no, no, okay. I didn't. So when I ran my first half marathon, I was pretty sure I was going to finish, but you know it was hard. I walked for a little bit, and so it wasn't just like, oh, of course I'm going to do this. You know, it was a big struggle. So it's interesting to hear from your perspective that it was like, oh, I've never run this distance before, but no problem. Cocky. <laughs> yeah. Very I, much so. I, I don't think it was cockiness. It was more just like knowing that I was prepared. Um, and it was... I, Had I, you run that distance in training? No. Okay. Um, Ten was your longest run? I don't remember what my longest run was at that point. Like like, I, I definitely, like, you know... Um, but even before I ever did races, I would run like seven miles for fun. 
Um, yeah, no. Freak. <laughs> nope. yeah, like just like running around the neighborhood or even like in college, I would run around the track with a buddy for seven miles. Franklin Field? Uh, yeah. Because that's the University of Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. Home of the Penn Relays. Heard of it. That was actually this past weekend. So, yeah, oh, and, and when I was home on break, I would go to Rockland Community College and in Suffern, New York. You rock that shit? Oh, I'm sorry, Curse. Sorry. Whoa. Well, we get cursed once, right? I would rock that I think land. We get one uh, non sexually explicit. I think I had one earlier this episode. Maybe that was uh, last episode. Who knows? Does Tang count? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. But you can't say them together. Right. Yeah. Well, you're getting dangerously uh. close to that. Um, but I would, I, you know, when I was in college, I would go to, on, on break, I would go to the local community college and run with a friend uh, on the upstairs track and, and we'd sometimes do six, seven miles. Um, but for the for my first half marathon, it wasn't a... Uh, it wasn't like, oh, I don't know if I could run this distance. It was, I don't know if I can um, feel my hands anymore because it is so cold out today. I think it was like 12 degrees out, and I was wearing just a long sleeve tech shirt and a pair of like Nike shorts. Um, and when I went to like, I was at like mile eight, and I wanted to pump myself up, so I went to clap my hands, and my hands felt like they were going to shatter. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a good feeling. Well, Unbreakable was actually filmed Franklin Field, right? Yeah, well, well Bruce, Bruce, yeah, Bruce Willis. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan is from the Philadelphia area, and most of his movies take place either in or outside of the, the greater Philadelphia area. The twist in Unbreakable was he was training for a half marathon. The <laughs> yeah. No, because no one trains for a half marathon. Lots I'm just kidding. Do. A lot of people train for half marathons. I just, I since, um, since. The half marathon was never the goal for me. Like I was always training for the New York City Marathon every year since I started running half marathons. Uh, it, there was never a point where I was like, ooh, I'm going to train for a half marathon. I, I PR'd half marathons, right. and, and, and that always feels good when you do that right. because you PR any distance you do. Uh, you know, you feel awesome, but I, I, I don't train for half marathon the same way I don't train for 10Ks. You know? yeah, that's a good point. I think you originally asked me, and I'm not sure if it was on the before the – issue but on the on the sound but um i guess i have never trained for a half i ran probably 15 16 14 mile runs for the 800 meters and 1500 meters in my professional running kind of time uh so obviously i've completed that distance the first actual unofficial half i did was i banded the back roads marathon in boulder mm. because friends were running and i just kind of like did it as a long run and i think i ran like I don't know, whatever time. I think I probably was like top 10 in the race, but I was like, not. Nah, I didn't finish. And that's a humble dead medal. That's, that's <laughs> it was also like, the, it was like probably 500 people in the race. So it was not like the New York City. Humble wreck. Um, but the first marathon, half marathon I officially did was the Manhattan half because Me I, too. I used it actually for, to, to qualify for New York. 2008? I was 35, so I don't know. Do the math. So know. it was probably like 2002, right? Ah, uh, yeah, it's probably like oh, 1978. <laughs> the, uh, my first half marathon was the New York City half because Billy and I and Billy's now wife and a couple of our other friends, Scott and Jess and maybe some other people, entered the lottery. And Billy and I were the only ones to win the lottery. We won. Which Billy was happy about. And I was like, well, Super I'm not, not going to run with Billy because he's faster than I am. So I guess I have to train for the stupid thing that I spent money on, and spend I mean, in the end, shoes and goose and yeah, not, we, not at we, that point. You know what, I'm gonna at give, this point, I'm gonna give Facebook Live a little exclusive. There you go. Look at Brian's um, shoe collection. Hey, you find a model of shoes you get when they're on sale, 
you buy some more. And when they're no longer on sale, and then you find another pair on Amazon, you is, gotta buy. Keep is buying this them. Dungeons and Dragons? I think so. Um, so what? I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I, that's I surprising. Like I, feel like, that I feel like I feel like you were. In retrospect, I don't necessarily know. It is kind of amazing that I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. That is that's fair, very, right? I, I find it surprising right, that, so that I'm, I'm not insulting him. No, not at all. Well, you are insulting him, but insulting it's a you, valid insult. Oh, I played D and D too. Do you remember that? Lemmy says it in Airheads when. Uh, Airheads, the classic Brendan Fraser, it is Steve classic. Buscemi. I'll give you that. Adam Sandler movie. It's on HBO this month. HBO. Yeah. So my first half marathon was not entirely intentional. And so I had to train for it, it was because that I cool, certainly wasn't ready. That was the the year with the cool like New York City subway token medal, right? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's too bad because that was a good medal. It might be. Yeah, so. Um... So we should what was the main topic of this finish thing? this lap, come full circle, talk about the Brooklyn half. Yes. One thing we haven't talked about, if you're running or even if you're not, there is a uh, good festival starting that Wednesday at Brooklyn Bridge Park. Some food trucks. I love Brooklyn other Bridge things. Park. It's the, called the pre-party officially, and it, ah. I think actually it's probably the best. Oh, I thought it was the prep arty. One of the not, first times I ever saw John in person was – the first year they did the pre-party at Brooklyn Bridge Park, you were walking I, in Brooklyn Heights. You were, like, walking away from the pre-party. And you were following me? No, yeah. I was wearing the previous year's Brooklyn half shirt, and you were walking with, like, another New York Roadrunners employee, and you were like, ah, that's last year's shirt. And I, I was did, like... That I didn't talk to you? I just... No. The, uh, I only knew you as NYR Coach John back awkward. then. Yeah. The Not real Coach second. John? No, no. Real Coach John is so different. Oh, guys, if you only knew. The second or third time I met Paul Leak was at the pre-party last year, and he gave me a hug. maybe the best advice I've had, which led to a PR, which was just fucking crush it. Hmm. That, that's, it, it worked. The, the, it led me to a PR. Two years ago when I PR'd the, ha- the Brooklyn Half, I, w- I was like, I'm going to crush this. And then I did crush it. And that's how you get PRs. Uh, the other thing. Crazy. Always be crushing. ABC. The other thing at uh, this year's pre-party, I'll be volunteering on Wednesday at, I think, like 5 o'clock until it closes. Is this a dating game? Come see yeah. Brian live so, uh, Wednesday at the Brooklyn Bridge Park be pre-party. Be a part of chat. Come see me at T-shirt pickup. He will shoot you a live chat from there. He will sign I mean, your you phone. Brian up, will sign well, your phone. I will sign the face of your phone, the part you look at. And for, I'm going to sign the back. And for one lucky winner... You might get a personal tour from Brian by the run of the Run Chat Studio that night, and maybe other rooms in the uh, area. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but actually, the pre-party is fun. There's live bands, DJs. There's uh, Airbnb does the activation. Typically, it's the mini golf. Whoever or books trendy. the bands does a great job. Um, yes, I think Winnie was involved with that. Oh, you, you don't say Winnie okay. Locke. And what else? We have uh, they food trucks, beer. Um, it's actually a part of the one event, the one pre-party slash expo that you actually want to go to. That your, your friends that hate running never talk. You talk about running, they hate it. Come out, beautiful views of the city. Yeah, because live beer bands and, and beer, beer and, and tacos, food. wine. Like you don't have to even care about running, and, and it's a good event. Whereas typically expos is not something you want to bring but anyone that, to. As we've said in past episodes, everyone's a runner, so come and discover your love of running. There's a new art installation at Brooklyn Bridge Park with some sort of pool and some weird stuff. I don't even know just, if that's done yet. It just opened. Yeah, oh, okay. I saw it on Facebook. It's done. I almost texted you, but I was going to see you. I almost went to Brooklyn Bridge Park today and would have saw it, but my daughter uh, 
as we were passing Harry Chapin Playground, was like, ah, and pointed to it and was like, okay, that's where you want to go. Is that where we go on the swings? Uh, no, that's Pure Pond Park. Harry Chapin Playground has a bunch of like discarded toddler toys, and she loves it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks, Jeannie. Jeannie says, I love you guys. Whoa. Hey, Jeannie. Hey, Jeannie, we love you too. Jeannie, you Jeannie should come just on the ri- podcast. Actually, Jeannie, we invited Jeannie on the podcast, and she, I think she said yes. Uh, Jeannie was very creative in her fundraising efforts for the Boston Marathon. She yeah, ran for talk about the Meb Foundation, um, and that gives some opportunities, which we'll talk about. I want to, like, I don't want to, like, you know, screw up the uh, podcast, but Jeannie is the hey, expert Jeannie. in being creative on how to fundraise. Yeah, she had some great uh, which is ideas. A, a great way to get into the races, but also a great way, great way to increase awareness and some funds well, I, for great causes. I always, you know, one of my goals was to time qualify for Boston, which I've yet to do. Um, Just and get old enough. See, that, yeah, be easy. that was my plan. Um, but seeing Genius fundraising and Scott Goldstein's fundraising and a couple other friends fundraising for Boston uh, really like made me want to fundraise for next year's Boston Marathon and get in that way. Uh, okay, I was going to say, like, just fundra- fundraise for no reason, which you can do. Uh, yeah, you could just raise money to be a good person. Sure. But so, also, so could you guys. <laughs> Whoa, I'm busy. <laughs> But Jeannie will, Jeannie will be back on our, one of our upcoming episodes where she'll talk about how creative she was in uh, getting her goal in the fundraising because that's big a part of the awareness piece and the funding of a lot of these great causes. The New York City Marathon has at least about 330 different uh, charities. So that's like yeah. no joke. Yeah. So, so, and so they raised probably $30 million plus for all those, including Team for Kids, which is the... New York Riveters own charity. Mm. And Fred's it. team is New York Riveters too, right? There's a, re- a relationship there because Fred LeBeau obviously is a co-founder of the New York City Marathon, but it's not official. Gotcha. TFK is the, the official. Gotcha. Well, I think that's going to bring it to the end for this episode, and uh, we'll be back soon with more Talk of Running, and we're going to talk to Jeannie about uh, her fundraising because I think that's going to be inspirational to a lot of people. Man, marathon season kicks off uh, shortly uh, for those, and uh, uh Charity folks, uh, that's how they get into the race. But oftentimes, it's the focus is getting into the race via charity, and then it's like, we'll see you for the, at the pasta dinner in four months. And what happens in those four months or five months in between? You need to train, you need to fundraise, and so Jeannie would great would give great insight for that. And if you're running uh, the Brooklyn Half Marathon, look for us at Peggy O'Neill's or whatever Peggy O'Neill's is called. It's also going to be a November Project cheer- Steeplechase. Steeplechase. Cheer zone of around mile eleven ish. Yeah. Oh, I th- Fort Green and eighteen, eighteen. Um, I heard that was. In, I just look for the neon spray. Isn't paint. it thirteen miles? So eighteen is. Oh, what am I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> that might be for no, towards the end. I think I was thinking towards the end. So uh, Fort Green is a uh, new. Can we go uh, back and edit November this? Project uh, location? And uh, uh, Jeannie will uh, November Project will be at eleven point two miles. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. So uh, what is that like? An Avenue U. It's somewhere down there. Avenue X? Yeah. It can be all birthday. So you'll, you'll need right some encouragement in mile, mile 11. 11 so mm. that's always something to look forward to. And then, the, yes, there is a great party down at Coney Island. And yeah. 28,000 runners and now who knows how many family and friends spectating and tuning in. And so it's uh, hopefully the weather's not too hot, but uh, looking forward to seeing everyone out there. Yeah. And if, if you, you see wanna... Brian, uh, John, and I at Steeplechase, we will sign your phone. I don't know why For signing phones is a big charge. thing, but I because uh, uh, there were podcasts and you listen to them on phones. Oh, okay, 
Um, and if you want to see Jeannie beforehand, Jeannie and Sierra lead Kings County Fit Club every Wednesday morning at 6.28 a.m. at, at Fort, Fort Green, Green Park. Park. Yeah. It's, it's a great location. workout, great people. I can't wait till I'm on summer vacation and I can show up again. Sweet. And if you want to see us, subscribe on iTunes and you will not see us. But you should definitely subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes, preferably a five-star rating, because that's how more people discover this podcast and uh, and we can grow this community even bigger. Sounds good to me. All right. I guess we're over and out. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, we'll see you happy, at the finish. That's not our name. Happy trails. Happy, yeah. Happy trails. Enjoy your run. And happy road racing.